So how many of y'all want to live a blessed life? Raise your hand. Where are you at? And man, we are, we are excited to be in the blessed series. And so you can use hashtag blessed. Now we ain't gonna, we're not the only ones using hashtag blessed. I can promise you right now, Bruno Mars messed that up for everybody. But, um, but go ahead and use it on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, all the stuff you might be using today. But man, we want to get into our blessed series and we are so very excited. Uh, so turn to your neighbor and say, I want to be blessed. Now turn to the person you just neglected on the other side of you and tell them, I want to be blessed, right? Man, the person on your left always gets it, you know what I'm saying? Like, golly, hook a brother up, you know? Hey, so man, we are, we are excited to be in the blessed series. But here's one of the things that I think is so important that we communicate as we get ready to get into this series, um, because I know I've seen this a lot in my life, is we tend to think, as we get ready to talk about the blessed series, we tend to think in our minds, right, that God sent, tends to operate on a lottery system. In other words, we think that his bank account is limited. And here's how I'll prove it to you. How many guys have ever been praying for something and you were looking for God to do something for you and then God provided a supernatural miracle for someone else and you got a little bit bitter? We got some honest folks in here. The rest of you are lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Because we tend to think, oh man, they got our miracle. They got our blessing. And what we have to realize is that God's bank account, he doesn't, it ain't, this ain't the lottery where some people win and some people lose. What I want to show you today is actually the opposite of that, that God operates on a promise and he operates on principle that if you follow what God gives us, if you follow the template that he has laid out for us, there is a blessed life on the other side of it. I said, there is a, it's already a promise to you. God has already promised you that there is a blessed life for you. We want to show you how to get there. You ready to go there this morning? Let's jump into it. All right. So we want to show you the blessed life is guaranteed. Let's jump straight into our verse for today. Joshua 1, 7 and 8. Joshua 1, 7 and 8 says this, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. How many of you ready to be successful wherever you go? Come on, like how, how many of you ready for you to be successful parents? Come on, so we need them kids to stop. Come on, so we need a blessed life. Yeah, some of y'all don't need money. You just need your kids to start acting right. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't elbow them right now, but just... Some of, us, some of us need financial blessing. Come on. We, we need to know that the lights are going to be on next week. Anyway, so you may be successful wherever you go. That promotion. Come on. So like, you know, listen, this is multifaceted. Some of us need that promotion we've been praying for for years to come through with God's favor for us. Some of us just need that job. Some of us, it doesn't need to be financial. Some people just need peace in their life for the chaos to calm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, some of us need joy so we need to be successful with joy in our hearts. I believe that that's very powerful. Uh, we thought about putting mirrors on the front of our stage. Because some people come in, I mean, when some people come into TC, they're like, man, life is amazing. This is awesome. I'm so excited. I can't, I'm so glad to be here. You know what I mean? But then some people come in and look like someone ran over the dog this morning. hey, how are you? You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, you know, I'm good. Like, better tell your face then because we don't believe you. <laughs> and here's what I found out. Here's what I found out. This is, 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 it's true. It's hard, but it's true. Is that new Christians, 
People that just put their faith in Christ over the last couple of years, man, they are in it. Like they are so excited for life right now because God is transforming where they used to be to where God is taking them. And they can't wait for tomorrow. It's the people that's been saved for 30 years that I'm like, where y'all at? Right? They're walking in just sour. Like, what's wrong? What happened? What's wrong with you? McDonald's messed up my latte this morning. Get out of here with that. Listen. But we, it's time that we become successful wherever we go. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Say this word with me. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And when we see then written in scripture, that usually means that this is a conditional promise. That means if we meet condition one, which is before the then, that means God comes through with promise after the then. So what do he say? Keep the law always on your lips. Continue to pursue after God. Don't look to the left or the right. Then, then you will be prosperous and successful. The problem is many of us want to be prosperous and successful. We feel that God owes us something, but we're not following through with before the then. Okay, it's going to be like that this morning. Right, why? Because God is trying to show us this is a conditional promise. So I want to interact with you a little bit this morning. Say if. Say then. then. If. Then. Right, where my left side at? If, then. If, see, I got some of y'all on that one, right? (laughs) I messed y'all up. Then, that God is saying, if you do this, then I'll come through. But here's the guarantee on that, is that that promise that God made, if and then, is not conditional on who you are. It's not conditional on where you came from. It's not conditional on on your generational problems. Maybe your father was broke and his father was broke or your mother was broke and her mother was broke and her mother was broke. Guess what? It's not conditional on your generational issues. It's only conditional on the promise that God already made. If, then. So let's lock into some if and some then so that we can see how God wants to pour those blessings out in our life. All right. Psalms 112.1 says, praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. And blessed, there's two different words for blessed. So there's the one I put in your notes, which is barakah. And and, and what it means is um, that we are kneeling under the open hand of God. Open hands, nothing reserved. How many of y'all are ready for your life to be under the hands of a God that's just ready to release some things in your life? Oh, seven of us. I don't know what the rest of y'all are ready for, but I said, how many of us are ready to get, I know you were right and I'm just messing with you. How how many of y'all are ready to sit under the hands of God and ready for him to open up and just pour some things out on your life? You know what I'm saying? Like, so we are, we are, we're ready to be blessed, Barakah, to be under the hands of God when he releases because God is a father and father is looking for ways to bless his children. So, so he's looking for ways that we can do that. But there's an if and there's a then. And some of us think that we're owed something because we're children of God, but we're not fulfilling the if, right? I remember I used to come to my dad all the time, like, Dad, can I have 20 bucks? He's like, man, I asked you to mow the lawn four days ago. So, no, you can't have $20. 
Because the if wasn't fulfilled, there was no then. Right? So we want to be under the hands of a God that's ready to release. Not just financial blessings. Some of us need joy. You know what I'm saying? Some of us need peace. How many, how many of your lives have been a little chaotic? 2017 is one you don't particularly care to live again. You know what I'm talking about? Like, so how many, we're ready to get through this bad boy. Listen, some of us need peace in 2018 that we can walk in. You know what I'm talking about? Like some of us need joy. Some of us have been waking up every day. We don't particularly care to relive this day again. Like some of us have gone through sorrow and heartache. Guess what? It's time that we live under the hands of a God that is opening up joy and peace and releasing that. So yeah, we're going to talk about finances today, but it's not about money. It's about a blessed life, not a blessed pocketbook. You know what I'm talking about? So let's live blessed today. So then there's two words. So there's, then there's the other form of being blessed, which means to walk straight forward, not straying to the left or to the right, but intentionally walking with purpose into what God has for us. And how many of us are ready to be blessed by walking with purpose into what God has for you? <clears throat> Some of you need to walk with purpose into your job tomorrow and just smile a little bit. Freak some people out. Because some of you ain't smiled yet in 2017. Got Jesus on your side, but you can't find a reason to be happy. The Blessed Series, tuck your toes in. We're going to step on them today, okay? Let's keep going, all right? Because we're talking about way more than money. We're talking about a blessed life. But here's the deal. I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. God wants your money. Can we talk about it in church for a second? I know people coming to church, all, all they do is talk about money. Here's the deal. I'm not interested in your money. God is interested in your money. But I'll, I'll prove to you how it's true. The Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it's not that God wants your money. It's that God wants your heart. But your heart is connected to your wallet. I'll prove it to you again. How many parents? Where are your parents at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. God bless every single one of you. All right? Listen. <laughs> but how many, have ever, how many have ever been there before where you were living on the ramen budget? Come on. Come on. We've been there, right? Ramen budget. Listen, man, when I left, I, moved, I, moved, practically moved out of parent, my, I practically moved out of pastor's house when I was 13 years old. Got into a whole world of trouble. It's a whole long story. I'm not going to tell you today. But here's what I know. You can cook ramen at least 31 different ways because I know all of them. <laughs> But anyways, right, so been on the ramen budget and little Johnny comes home from school and they got a soccer team that he wants to sign up for and it's 260 bucks. And you're sitting there like, man, we, we are saving flavor packets right now and he wants to spend $260, right? But you found a way to get $260, didn't you? Why? Because you connected your wallet with your heart and your children hold your heart. And so it didn't matter what it took, you were going to provide, you were going to connect your wallet with your heart. Because where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. And so God is not interested so much in your finances as much he's interested in your heart. But we can't disconnect our finances from our heart. We can't. And so God is interested in all of you, 
but that is going to mean you're fine. So how many of us are living, ready to live the blessed life? I'm talking joy. I'm talking peace. I'm talking finances. I'm talking promotions. I'm talking your family's not acting crazy anymore. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about your parent, parents. I'm talking about your teenagers coming back to the Lord. Come on. I'm talking like, okay, teenagers, I'm talking about your parents not acting crazy anymore. No, I'm just like, <laughs> careful, careful, careful. That was a joke. Careful. Right? Why? Why? Because we're ready to live the blessed life. Let's get into it, okay? So, but here's what I know. Here's what I know. That our God is a God that is based on principle, not situations. That God comes through with principle. He's not a situational God. How many of y'all ever worked for a boss that was a situational boss? In other words, like so-and-so could come late every day and it didn't matter. But when I show up late, I'm sitting in meetings all day. Come on, somebody. Like, right? So-and-so can come in. 30 minutes late with a McDonald's bag, just dragging in like, ah, boss, don't say anything. You walk in five minutes late. I had a saying, I worked at the company I worked before I came here, I had a saying that I never let the boss know I could do anything additional to my job or that I was willing to do anything in addition to my job. Because once they find out you're willing to and that you can, we're doing three people's job now. Come on, somebody. So-and-so getting paid, but they ain't doing nothing, right? Here I am doing everything. That was a terrible attitude to have, but whatever. So listen, but why? Because we have to walk into the blessed life. And walking into the blessed life means recognizing that God's, that God is a, a principal God. He's not a situational God. In other words, if we give, we will get back. That's the principle. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's the principle. If we give, we will get back. Because that's how God is set up. He promised that those that sow will reap. Now, here's the deal. Some of us sow negativity and want to know why life is chaotic all the time. Well, some of us are good Christians on Sunday, but come Friday night, tuck them toes in, boy, I'm telling you, listen. And we want to know why life is chaotic. I want to, I'm, I'm bringing some humor into this, but I'm trying to be honest with you. We want to know why life is chaotic, and it's because we're sowing poison into our lives, whether it's spiritually or whatever it may be. And we have to recognize that whatever we give, whatever we push, whatever we distribute, it's going to come back to us, whether that's good or whether that's bad. So I'm not here just to talk about money. I'm here to talk about everything in your life. If you want to live a blessed life, you have to pay attention to what you're giving out. Inevitably, that means that all of you that are sister sandpapers rubbing everyone the wrong way all the time, some of us need to change our dialect and how we communicate. If you sow negativity all the time and you want to know why your life is negative. You, you're always talking about everything that's going wrong with everybody, but you don't realize why everything in your life is going wrong. Let's start sowing some joy into people. I look for every opportunity I can to sow some joy into someone's life. Man, look at you. You just, you know, especially teenagers, man. I love sowing joy into their life because they already feel lost. I'm going to beat them up some more. You know what I'm saying? Like. I see teenagers all the time. I'm like, man, you're so fly. The rapping brothers, I don't think they're in here. They're somewhere else. But I see, every time I see them, they always come in and they look good, man. They got on like nice outfits and stuff. I'm like, man, I want to be like you when I grow up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're both like 18. You know, like, 
So, but why? Man, because we, there's, I, I want to sow joy. I want to sow peace. I want to sow life into people so that that thing comes back to me. Because on my bad days, I want to know that I got some stock that I've been sowing into people's lives. And I want some of that to come back to me. You know what I mean? So, man, we want to pay attention to how we do that. So we sow based on what we know that God wants to bring into our life. We sow that intentionally because God is a principal God. And if we've sown it, it's going to come back. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. If we've sown it, it's going to come back. And so let's sow some blessing into other people's lives so that we can see it come back. How many of you are waiting for that season of blessing in your life right now? Hey, man, let's do it. You know what I'm talking about? So what we have to do is sow. I know in, in my life right now, so my wife, my son is sick. And we've been in and out of the hospitals for two years. My wife has used up her whole lifetime of FMLA. <laughs> She's used it up in two years. And so we're in a position right now for us, for our family, where we're going to need God to start providing supernaturally over the next few years until we figure out where God has taken us as a family. So you know what we're doing? We're looking for opportunities to sow and give more this year than we ever have. But here's the deal. My wife is in charge of the finances of our house. Um, it's a good thing, too, because how many of y'all are not very responsible? How many, of you, how many of us live outside of our means? Come on, somebody. Where Be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, man, I really don't have enough money. Ooh, look at that. You know what I'm saying? So listen, my wife is amazing. She's the best thing that ever happened to me, I promise. Otherwise, I don't even know where I'd be living right now. So she, she's amazing, but she's in charge of the finances of our house. And she doesn't tell me when I can or can't buy stuff. It's not that type of relationship because I don't think that's healthy. But every once in a while, I'll get a text message in all caps that says, stop spending money. Because I have a weakness. Can I be transparent with you guys that I have a weakness? I know some of y'all already know where this is going, right? I got a weakness, man. It's called eating out. Come on, I know I caught those, some of y'all caught it right there. Hey, come on. I do, man. Like, I, I love food. I'm a foodie. Where are my foodies at? They just love pizza, sushi. Don't even matter. Just mm, chicken wings. Come on, somebody. Look at that. I see the spirit hitting some of y'all right now. God, come on, listen. And li- 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 I, I am, man. I'm a foodie, but every once in a while, I'll get that text message from my wife Stop spending money. And it's got some mad face emojis. And then she started using, she recently she started using the emoji that's got the dollar bills with the wings on it. Like it's flying away. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Right? She's awesome. I love my wife. So here's the deal. We're starting to pay attention. 2018, we have committed. We're going to give more away in 2018 because we know we need God to give back to us more in 2018. You know what I'm talking about? So when we talk about this blessed series, I'm not talking about something that I want you to do. I'm talking about something that God wants for me. He wants for you. He wants for your family. He wants for your household to live the blessed life. Let's look at four things today that we can do to live the blessed life. Number one, we have to deal with a selfish heart. We got to deal with a selfish heart. What, it, it, we see it in children all the time. After either mama or dada, right? That's usually the kid's first word. What's their second word? Almost all the time. It's almost something. You, mine? Listen, right? Sound like the birds from Nemo. Mine? 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 Like, right? What's funny about kids is you can have 18 toys sitting out here on the stage right now. Let someone walk in with a cardboard box. Mine? Like they want, right? Like they want everything. It's so much a part of us. We want everything. We want everything to be ours. Now let me tell you, I think we need to, we have to get over our selfish heart. We really do. Here's one place I'm not willing to give up. Because I'm going to be selfish about this. 
If we go through a drive-thru and you say you didn't want any fries, don't you start reaching your hand in my bag. Y'all know what I'm Y'all know, you want, any, you want anything? No, I'm good. I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to eat that anymore. You know, I'm just, I joined a gym, you know, I'm crossfitting now. So I don't, I'm not eating those French fries anymore. I'll take a Coke Zero though. You know, like I'll take a Coke Zero. Then once the bag hits the seat, I just wanted a couple. I just wanted a couple. I'm gonna start carrying a low wattage stun gun in my car. <laughs> my french fries. The ones in the bottom of the bag, those are my french fries. The ones that are in the chicken nugget container, those are my french fries. So other than that, we got to deal with a selfish heart, man. Y'all know what I'm talking But in all seriousness, you guys get what I mean? We have to deal because we are selfish people when it comes to giving away. We have to deal with the selfish. Deuteronomy 15, 7 and 9 says this. But if there are any poor Israelites in your towns when you arrive in the land of your Lord, uh, your God is giving you. Do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards them. In other words, be ready to give. Instead, be generous and lend to them whatever they need, right? Now, some of y'all don't need stuff. You're just asking for it. I'm just kidding. Let's keep going. Do not be mean-spirited and refuse someone a loan because the year for canceling debt is close at hand. If you refuse to make the loan and the needy person cries out to the Lord, you will be considered guilty of sin. So let me explain to you what's happening here in in this verse. So what's happening is the writer is saying, uh, because you've heard of the year of Jubilee, right? And so in the year of Jubilee, every 50 years, all debts were canceled. How many of y'all like that to come back around? Some of y'all, now those of y'all just graduated from college, you don't care. You're 46 years away, it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? Now every 50 years, the debts will be canceled. And so what they're saying here is, if someone comes to you and they ask something of you, can I have this or can I borrow this? And you say no because you know that the, the, jubilee, the year of Jubilee is about to come back around and that you're never going to get your money back because their debts are going to be canceled. So if you say no because you know you're not going to get back what you lent out, then you're guilty of sin. Because there's some people, <laughs> I'm not willing to necessarily let them borrow anything. I, can I just be transparent? Because I know already. I ain't never getting that back. It's usually family. <laughs> All y'all thinking of a brother or a sister or a cousin or somebody right now, just that, that Trisha, I just swear. You know what I'm saying? Just anyways. But we have to understand. So we have to deal with that and understand that God is calling us to give it away. Say, turn to your neighbor and say, give it away. Right now, use use wisdom. Don't give it all away. I just get, but give it away. Like we need to. But honestly, we have to deal with a selfish heart. Number two, we have to deal with a grieving heart. We have to deal with a grieving heart. Right. Deuteronomy fifteen ten says, "Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly." For the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. So he'll bless you in everything you do. So your giving and God's giving are two different measurements, right? So 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, You shouldn't be sorry that you gave or feel forced to give since God loves a 
cheerful giver. So here's what we want, I want you to understand. Justin, where's Justin? Give me $100. Some of y'all are like, that's all it took? <laughs> Justin! <laughs> right, no, no, don't hit him up at the service, okay? Justin is loaded by the, y'all didn't know. No, I'm just kidding. So, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. I gave, I gave this to Justin before service. All right. Yeah, cat's out of the bag, right? Oh, that's not that impressive anymore, right? So I gave this to Justin before service. Now, Justin, when I said, hey, Justin, give me $100, Justin didn't go, man, why? Because he was just giving back to me what I had given to him. But a grieving heart gets upset about having to give back something. But when we recognize who the source is that gave it to us, we don't feel grieved about giving it back. So when the Lord comes to us and says, hey, Brad, I want you to give the church this much, or I want you to see that person over there, I want you to walk over there and give them $100. If I feel like this is mine, if Justin felt like this was his, he would go, I don't want to give that back. But when I, rec- when, when I recognize that if he says, hey, go give this to, go give this to Paul, and, I, and I, I go, God, I don't want to give that to Paul. I don't want to give my money to Paul. God's going, oh, but you did, that's not yours. I lent that to you. I want you to go give it to him. You were just holding it for me. Now, Justin, come up here real quick. Gary, come on up here real quick. I want to show, I want to, I want to show you something else. Now, if I give this back to Justin... And I say, Justin, give that to Gary. <laughs> hey, right now, Justin, are you upset that you gave that to Gary? Why? Because it wasn't yours to start with. Now, Gary feels great. Yeah, he's really digging this. But you don't care because you recognize that it was never yours anyways. And so with this idea of a grieving heart, what we have to understand is that when we realize that nothing is truly ours, but everything is God's, and we're just stewarding this in the meantime, it changes how we feel about giving to others. Y'all picking up what I'm throwing down? Like, like it changes how we feel when God says, hey, go give that to so-and-so. You're sitting there going, ah, God, but I really want to. He's like, no, 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 that was mine to start with. I'm just asking you to forward it to someone else. You know what I'm talking about? Go ahead. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, you, you want to? So, so, but here's what I want you to understand, because we tend to think that we're awesome, right? Like, let's be, let's be real. Like, man, when we get a promotion, we're like, yes, I did it. No, 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 God did it. When we get the job we wanted, yes, God, you know, yes, I did this. I got this great job. I worked hard for it. No, God gave you what you've got. You got that degree. God gave you the ability to think and take that test so that you could get that degree, so that you could get that job. Like, everything you have is because God gave it to you. Even the, the breath that you're breathing right now is on loan from God. God Almighty in heaven, and he's looking for the opportunity to walk you through a process of understanding that what you have is God's, and if he calls for it, he's looking for obedience. Because if, then. So he comes to you and says, I want you to give that to so-and-so. You're going, okay, I'm going to give it. And you give it away, not with a grieving heart, not with a selfish heart with a cheerful heart. Okay, God, I'm giving it. I'm going to give it. I'm going to walk away. And we walk away from it and we go, thank you. 
God, for giving me the opportunity to give. If I give it, then I've opened up the opportunity for God to fulfill his promise, which is that he'll always fulfill his promise. The problem is a lot of times we want God to fulfill a promise. We want the then without the if. And we have to fulfill what God has called us to. Number three, develop a generous heart. Develop a generous heart. We have to recognize that God wants us to be ready to give all the time. And some of you may sit out there, and I'm not just talking about finances. Some of us need to start, like I said earlier, just start giving away joy. Every person you see, smile, give them a high five. Again, walking to work tomorrow, just, man, ready, just smiling at everybody. Man, I just love all y'all. I just want you to know. Smile and high five that person you don't like at work. Some of y'all are like, you're asking too much, Pastor. No, smile and high five them too. Mess up, mess up everybody's world by loving life so much. This breath that Jesus gave you that you got on loan right now, using it for the kingdom of God. You know what I'm saying? Like just, just mess, have a generous heart. Deuteronomy 15, 14 says, give him a generous farewell gift from your flock, your threshing floor and your wine press. Share with him some of the bounty with which the Lord has blessed you with. In other words, be ready to distribute that that God gave you so that God can give you more. The thing is, is if we're never giving away, we don't have space for God to give back. So here, here's the, because here, here's what happens. We tend to get into, we tend to get into situations, right? Man, we, we uh, our, our power is about to get cut off. We didn't realize we missed our bill or, or our car is about to get repoed or, we got a pink slip at work. We don't know how God's going to come through. So because, because I'm in this season right now where I need, I need God to come through for me let, me, let me start sowing some seed into the ground real quick so that I can see this harvest real quick. I don't know if you've ever been to a farm, but you don't sow seed today so that you get a harvest tomorrow. There's a process of going back. Okay, it hasn't sprouted yet. Let's make sure we put a little water on it. Let's make sure it's getting the sunlight it needs. Let's make sure no one's trying to eat the seed. We come, they come back and check it, and they come back and check it. But we tend to think that we want an immediate response to God's then because we gave an if. But we need to be living in a life, not where we're going, here, take this so that I can get a blessing, or here, take this so that I can get a blessing, and then God comes through for you, and you don't give away anything else until the next time you need a blessing. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about joy. You, you're in a sour mood all the time. So you need something to change and then you start trying to give away joy. This is what the life should look like. I got some rolled up dollar bills. I think there's some fives and tens in here. I think, anyways. This is what life should look like where we just walk around throwing out money. You guys want some money? Here, here, here. Hey, oh, hey, you need this? You need, oh, here, take that, man. Take, you know, here, here you can have another one. You got excited. There you go, brother. Here, are you, let's, oh, man. Oh, I heard about your story. Here, let me give you some of this real quick. We just looking for opportunities here. Here, you take this real quick. That might be that hundred. I don't remember. See how the sheets. Oh, oh, really? Oh, here, take here. 
take some of this, take some, oh, you need, you need some help right now? Oh, man, brother, here, here's some, here's some joy. Oh, I heard you're going through some stuff, man. I heard God's doing, here, take some peace real quick. Like, we should be looking for opportunities all the time. We should live a life where we're just constantly walking around saying, oh, you need some of this? Here, take some of this. Because I, I get that your bank account isn't endless, but the God that you serve, His is. I, I, get that, I get that life gets hard sometimes and you don't always have the ability to put on a smile. But at the end of the day, God can replenish some joy into your spirit. He can replenish peace into your heart. We need to be looking for every opportunity to walk into the world around us saying, listen, I heard your electric bill is getting cut off. I'm not really sure how I'm gonna make mine, but I got an extra 20 right now. I just want you to have it. You know, I, I, I heard you're going through this at the hospital. And listen, man, when I, I remember being in the hospital with Jabin and sitting there, and not even wondering if God was gonna come through with our miracle, just going, God, just give us another day. Just give us another day. And I walked down the hospital aisle, I walked down the hallway and I looked in a room and the nurse said, the, the doctor just told her that our baby's not gonna make it another day. And in not knowing if we were gonna make it another day, I walked into that room and I gave some joy and I gave some peace and I gave some hope saying, God is able, no matter where you're at right now, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ask or think. And I walked in the room and I gave away hope. Why? Because I was looking for hope. And man, when you're looking for joy, you better be ready to give some. But don't just give it when you need it. Give it when you got it. Because if you give when you got it, you always have it when you need it. Come on, someone needs to grab a hold of that. I said, if you give it when you got it, you'll always have it when you need it. I'm encouraged by some of the, some of the women in this church. One of them in particular, she's, she's helped pray with and be a part of discipling women whose husbands were lost away from the Lord. And as she discipled and helped lead all three, three of these other women, their husbands got saved and hers hadn't yet. And you talk about frustrated. Like, hey, God wins our time. Everyone else's husband gets saved. When are you gonna fulfill that promise for me? But in her time, I'll never forget the Sunday that her husband walked through the doors of this church and gave his life to the living Jesus that we all serve each week. She didn't wait till she needed. She gave when she had it. And if we'll give when we have it, we'll always have it when we need it. And so we have to develop a generous heart. Number four, I want to develop a grateful heart. Develop a grateful heart. Where we're constantly saying, God, you're so good. I appreciate everything that you've done for me. I wake up every day saying, God, thank you for the breath in my lungs. I go and rub the head of my boy, almost five years old. God hadn't healed him yet, but I thank God every day for the gift that he has given me. I walk over to my wife. She's half asleep usually when I'm doing it, but I'm just saying, God, thank you for this gift. I look at my house that I'm walking around in. It ain't no mansion, but it's my house and God gave it to me. You know what I mean? I get in my truck and I crank that truck. God, thank you. I had some cars. I didn't know if it was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, See, I get to pray after it cranks. I had to pray before it cranks in some of those cars. Lord, please let this thing crank this morning. 
can't be late to work again. But man, I sit there and say, God, thank you. Thank you for this. It ain't no, it's not a 2018, it's a 2008, but it's mine because God gave it to me. You know, hey, we need to have a grateful heart, man. God gave me this. I can walk. I can proclaim the good news of Jesus out of my mouth. I got a few extra dollars that I can give away. Not that I can hoard up, man. I'm not trying to look for a way. Listen, if you give it away, God will give it back. I hope you're getting what I'm talking about this morning. And I see that, I mean, one of my favorite people to give money to is the guy on the corner of W Street in Fairfield, right up here by the racetrack. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Just because he's got the best signs. I feel sorry for anyone else that's standing on the street corner because this dude gets me every time. Need parts for my spaceship. I'm like, man, this dude, like, just give him $5, you know, like just, you know, or like feed the ugly. I'm like, God, this dude is so creative. I just give him money, you know, like, why? Man, I'm just, I'm looking for a way, looking for a way. Anytime, anytime Ashley texts me and says, hey, baby, it's getting tight. The money's getting tight right now. I said, I'm not worrying about it because I've been giving out this whole time. You know, not foolishly. I steward, we steward our finances. She stewards our finances as well. We, but we give, hey, let's give, let's give. Oh, you need something here, give. Oh, you need something here, give. It happened to us last week. She texted me said, hey, it's getting tight again. I don't know how we're, I don't, I don't know how we're gonna do it, but I said, that's all right, God's got us. We're not spending money foolishly. Took a vacation two weeks ago, the first vacation I've taken in 16 months. Someone paid for the whole thing. Here, we just want you, we don't want you to have to worry about anything while you're out of town. Here's, here, go. She did the same thing. Didn't have to out of pocket anything for her vacation. Here, just go. First vacation she's taken in two years because Javen's been sick. Someone just walked up and said, hey, I just want you, I, I know you're going out of town. I want you to take this and I don't want you to have to worry about spending any money while you're gone. Last week, we were, we were, it was kind of crunch time. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about? Just some of the bills landed weird. And we just, it was like, oh, it's gonna be tight. Some of you walked up to me, handed me a check. Hey, we did, God bless you. We just want you to know we love you. Because God always comes through when we got seed in the ground. I hope, I hope, I hope you're here when I'm, and I'm not just talking about finance. Yes, finances. How many of us could use a bit more on the financial end? Come on, somebody, right? But how many of us are ready to start sowing some joy so that we can get some joy back in our time? How many of us are ready to start sowing some hope so that we can get hope back, peace, so that we can get peace back, right? We need to start sowing so that, listen, some of, some of us need to start proclaiming the gospel from our mouths and sowing that into other people's lives, believing that your family is going to get saved. Because some of us need to start discipling other people, understanding that you need your son or your daughter. You need someone to come along them and lead them into the presence of God. We need to find a way, folks, to live the blessed life. Not just money, but live the blessed life. Where are my people at that are ready to live the blessed life this year? Come on, somebody. So I just want to pray right now. If that's you today, you say, Pastor, I just want to live the blessed life. And listen, this, this was, this, when Pastor Dan brought this message to me and said, I want you to preach this, I was like, man, because if anybody stands against the prosperity gospel, it's me. I'm not into this follow Jesus so your car will never break down business. But I understand that both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, God made promises that you will get what you give in a bigger measure. 
So this isn't the prosperity gospel. This is understanding that the Lord wants to bless you. But we got to put seed in the ground to know that he's going to do it. I want to pray for you today. Just close your eyes all across this place. If that's you right now, you need joy, you need peace, you need hope, you need financial blessing, you need, there's someone in your, in your family, you want the gospel to reach their heart and it hasn't done it yet. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, if that's you, I just want you to lift your hand right now. You want God to introduce something new into your life. Maybe you've been burnt out and you've been tired. You want God to rejuvenate your spirit. You want him to bring energy into your life. You want him to bring something. I want to pray for you right now. God, I just pray that, Father, as you talked about the barakal, the blessed life, I want you to, God, I pray that you place your hands over us right now and I pray that you release right now your blessed your blessing from your hands, God, right now. We are children kneeling at the feet of a father, God, and we just pray right now that you release, whether it's joy, whether it's peace, whether it's hope, whether it's finances, God, whether it's energy, whether it's passion, whether it's purpose, God, I pray that you release, whether it's the gospel, whether it's salvations in their family, God, I pray that you release right now with open hands, Father, that you would release your blessing into our lives, God, that we could live a blessed life. Do it right now in Jesus' name. God, I speak against depression and anxiety and worry about where the next meal or the next bill payment is going to come from. God, I pray that we stop looking at where we're coming from, but God, we start looking towards where we're going, towards the blessed life. In Jesus' name. I want you to continue to keep your eyes closed because the reason that we talk about the blessed life and the reason that we can talk about the blessed life is because many years ago, 2,000 years ago, someone gave it all that he might save some. No matter where you're at in this place, if you do me a favor, once I've put your hands down for a second, if you're in this place and you're saying, Pastor, I hear what you're saying right now and, and I do want to live the blessed life. I do want to sow so that I can reap. I do want to give so that I can give. I, I do want to do all those things. I want to be a blessing. I want to live a giving life because a blessed life is a giving life. But, but uh, right now, I want you to understand where you're sitting that God is more concerned about your eternity than he's concerned about your temporary. Sin separated us from God. My sin, your sin, we've all, we all have sinned. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And no matter where you are today, your sin has separated you from God. But the Bible says that God so loved the world, he recognized that our sin separated us from him, but he loved us so much that he sent his son to die on a cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price for our sins that we could never pay ourselves. And Jesus exercised the greatest opportunity to give when he laid down his life for us. And if you're in this place right now and you're saying, Pastor, I, I want all of those things we talked about today, but before I leave this place, I need to know that my eternity is taken care of. When you die, you're going somewhere, friends. When you die, you're going somewhere. And the only way to ensure that that place is heaven is that we have to repent of our sins, turn away from them and confess and put our faith in Jesus Christ. And if that's you today, where you're sitting, you're saying, Pastor, I need to put my faith in Christ today because I want to be saved. 
I don't wanna have to pay the price for my sins. I wanna put my faith in Christ that he has already paid that price. And if you're in here today and you wanna put your faith in Jesus, you want to be saved, you want to be transformed, would you just raise your hand? I'm not gonna come to you, I'm not gonna embarrass you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Hands are going up all over. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I wanna give my life to Jesus right now. I want to be saved, God bless you. Once you put it up, you can put it down. I promise you, I'm not gonna embarrass you. God bless you, God bless you. At least 15 hands have gone up already in this service. God bless you. God bless you. Jesus loves you. God bless you. The Bible is clear that we don't have to do anything for salvation. We repent and we put our faith in Christ. That's how we're saved. But let's make a public proclamation this morning that we're giving it all to Jesus. And so if you raise your hands in here or you didn't, I want you to repeat this prayer after me and the whole church is gonna repeat it with you. You're not doing it by yourself. If you're watching us on live stream, I want you to pray this prayer if you wanna put your faith in Jesus today. Let's make a public proclamation with our mouth what we're committing to do with our hearts. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross. And I believe that you rose three days later, that through your death and through your resurrection, you paid for my sins and you're giving me eternal life. I love you today. I wanna follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Church, put your hands together for all those that pray that.